Welcome to the Skull and Flowers podcast. I am Skull, and I'm here with flower number one. Hi, I'm Lavender. And flower number two. Hi, I'm Rose. And today, we are going to read and discuss The Fable by Aesop, The Cat and the Birds, and we are going to have an exciting conversation about desire and deception. Ooh. Okay. With that, Rose, can you please read the fable, The Cat and the Birds? Okay. The Cat and the Birds. A cat heard that the birds in an aviary were ailing, so he got himself up as a doctor and, taking with him a set of the instruments proper to his profession, presented presented himself at the door and inquired after the health of the birds. We shall do very well, they replied, without letting him in, when we've seen the last of you. A villain may disguise himself, but he will not deceive wise. Ooh, fascinating fable. I hope that I'm a wise bird, but I don't know if I always am. I don't know if I'm a, a, a villainous cat. Again, more of that anti-cat bias from uh, Aesop today. Okay. Lavender, please share your version of the fable. Okay. So, once there was a boy named Sam who was having trouble on his math homework, so his sister that always likes to get him in trouble tries to mess him up, but he knows what she was up to and says, I'm not as dumb as you think, sister. Oh, so what was she doing? Like, you know, little known fact, but one plus one actually equals three. Exactly. Okay, gotcha. All right. Rose, how about your version? Okay, my version is once there was a boy that was the best at acting, so one day he tried to sneak into a concert, so he disguised as someone with a VIP pass. So he walked up to a guard and said, let me through, VIP here. Then the guard said, hey, Bob, nice to see you again. So the boy said, yes, ha, haven't seen you in a while. Then the guard said, I saw you yesterday. (laughs) Was he trying to sneak in yesterday as well? No. Like, maybe there was, like, a concert yesterday. Oh, he tries to do it every day. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. What concert was it? Um, the $800 Taylor Swift. Yeah, the Taylor Swift tickets are pretty expensive, so that's probably what it was. Um, It's not uh, our favorite band, Boris, but that's okay. (laughs) Okay, so I think there's two main themes here. So first... The birds, an interesting detail is that the birds were sick, so they actually probably needed some help. And then the second, the cat tried to trick the birds. So let's go with the birds actually needing something first. What does it feel like when you need something that you can't get for yourself? And and maybe give an example of something that you need. You feel frustrated that you can't get it. Okay, and what would be an example of something you need? Um, Water. Water. That would be... Uh, we had some sink issues this week, and it is frustrating when you want some water and the sink doesn't work because we're so used to water being so easy to get. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and that's a great example because we needed someone to help with the sink. So, you know, if there had been a cat, basically someone to come in and trick us, I don't know. It would be very surprising if there was a plumber who wanted to eat us. Oh, wow. (laughs) But but I suppose uh, a plumber might uh, try to get as much money out of us as possible and be like, oh, well, it's not just the sink, it's the whole house. This will just cost millions of dollars to fix it, but don't worry, I've got your back. (laughs) Okay, so then 
let's shift away from things we need to things that we want. What are some things that you guys want but don't need? Lavender really wants a phone. Oh, oh. really? Like an old flip phone? No, it's an <laughs> iPhone. Not familiar. <clears throat> For me, I would like... Um, I don't know, an Xbox. An Xbox? An Xbox? Really? I don't really know. Okay, so those are things you don't want, but try to dig a little deeper. What would be the sort of need you would be fulfilling by getting a phone, Lavender? Because obviously for thousands of years, people survived without iPhones. So what do you think is the underlying need that getting the iPhone would try to fulfill? Well, if you're in trouble, you can, like, call people. Okay, so emergency communication. Okay, what else? Um, that you can text your friends whenever you want. It's a human it's, connection, right? Yeah. It's a feeling of being connected. Human connection is definitely a need in some senses, psychologically, but on the other hand, no one's going to keel over tomorrow from lack of being able to chit-chat with their friends. But, <laughs> yeah. but on the other hand, for our long-term psychological well-being connection with people is super important. What other needs are supported by having a phone? Entertainment. 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 Okay. And that's interesting because you are young people and you guys can finish your work and chores and all that. But at the end of the day, in most cases, young people, you have a lot of time to fill up in your day, right? Yeah. If you finish your homework at four and we're not eating dinner until 6.30, you've got to do something between 4 and 6.30, and I don't think that people your age tend to be like, ah, oh, yes, I can meditate for two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, so entertainment is definitely something you need because there are days where, as your dad, I'm just like, well... I don't really have anything for you to do right now, so you uh, got to figure out something for yourself, and it better be something good. And Rose, when she's bored, she's always annoying. Like, I'm bored, I'm bored, what should I do? But you never do anything. Yeah, so entertainment is definitely a need for young people in the loose sense because you do have time in the day that you need to fill up. So then... Let's stick with entertainment a little bit, entertainment toys and all of that. And think, so what are the cats in your life that are like, oh, I see these kids have a need. How can I get into the aviary? Oh, uh, well, I have something. Yeah. So, you know, so some people like trade stuff at school sometimes they're like i'll give you gum for like five dollars which is really expensive mm -hmm. anyways so one time i saw some kid he was like i really 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 want a fidget spinner right mm -hmm. and then a guy came and he was like i'll give you one single fidget spinner for ten dollars I don't really know how much a fidget spinner is, but I'm guessing they're much less than $10. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, okay, so yeah, that's definitely, we, we had a cat and bird situation, except in this case, I don't know, was the bird wise or not? Um, he was... Well, um, Did he buy it for $10? No, he okay. just asked them to lower the price. 
Okay, and so did he buy it for less? He bought it for eight dollars. Uh. Okay, so uh, let's, we'd say the uh, bird got half eaten in this situation. <laughs> I think. Yeah. If, uh, the fidget spinner's probably worth a lot less than eight dollars. It's like two dollars. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of cats out there, and it's hard to say when you're getting eaten and when you're just getting a fair price. But for example, you want the Xbox, so that's definitely a bit of a cat because you have other ways to entertain yourself. And so it's kind of like, oh, but the Xbox has this specific game which I don't have yet and I want that game. And this poor other entertainment system I have doesn't have that one. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely a lot of cats in our life, and I don't think they're all bad-natured, but sometimes sometimes people try to trick kids into getting their parents to buy things that are basically worthless, so there's definitely cats out there uh, trying to trick us poor birds, so mm-hmm. how do you know when someone is trying to scam you? Um, when it's usually like way like the price is way too high or something Mm -hmm. or like you're the only one that like got um I don't know yeah (laughs) yeah no it's hard the birds were wise and they knew that they needed some help but they also recognized that the doctor was a cat so they didn't just let themselves get tricked Okay, Rose. So one time, um, um, our dad he um got Roblox for us, right? It sounds amazing. <laughs> so um, me and Lavender, we soon got bored of it. Well, she didn't really get bored of it, but I got bored of it. So then I wanted to get Minecraft, right? Mm-hmm. He said yes, so we get Minecraft. Then I'm bored of Minecraft, so I want to go back to Roblox. Mm-hmm. And then I'm bored of that, so I want to get another game, and then another game, and then another game. Yeah, what you're pointing oh. to is a need for variety in our lives. And that is, again, not you're not going to keel over and die tomorrow because you didn't have variety in entertainment. But <laughs> psychologically, variety actually is pretty important. And But so I want to turn a little bit to a way of trying to figure out when you might or might not be being scammed. And I'm going to pick on Rose a little bit because Ah, earlier this week, she was looking at some slime online, okay? And I think we can say that slime definitely falls in the want and not need category. You were looking at a website, and on the website, the slime said, we're just getting stuck in Act Now or... If you don't act now, the slime's going to be sold out very soon. So my question is, how do you know whether they're telling the truth? You don't. Okay, one is you don't. (laughs) Yeah, that's actually the heart of it. The answer is you don't know. But at the same time, when you go to the supermarket and buy medicine, and if you say, how do you know that the medicine in the bottle is what the store says it is? You also don't know 100%, right? Yeah. But do you feel pretty confident that the medicine in the bottle is what they say it is? Yeah, mm-hmm. because you can actually do something about it if it's not. Okay. So, back to the slime example. How do we know whether 
they just got new stock and that stock is actually sold out. I'm going to ask you, if you had to give it a, a percentage, how confident do you feel as a percentage that when they say the slime just got restocked and is almost sold out, that that is true? Um, 90%. 90%. Okay, see, I'm very different. I say 30%, right? So then, and then this time, the most important part of this process is saying, what are the reasons you have for giving that percentage? So I'll go first. The reasons I give for being only 30% confident is A, it's just online, right? I could make a slime website in 10 minutes and say, restocking soon, but once we get it, act fast. I might have no slime whatsoever. Then an hour later, I might say, sorry, everyone, slime is all sold out, right? I could just make that website. It's easy. Anyone can say it online. And then you might say, okay, well, on the other hand, they're probably actually selling slime because if they are a fraud website, they're going to get shut down really quickly. So that's why I don't drop it down to like 0% and say they're not actually selling <laughs> slime at all. But on the other hand, maybe if it was on a website like Amazon or something like that, my confidence would go up a little bit, maybe to like 40%. But on the other hand, I don't think Amazon has like time to go check to be like, stop everyone. Someone said they're almost out of stock of slime. We need to run over to their warehouse and check that that's true. <laughs> right? And there may actually be laws, too, to say you can't say something is almost sold out when it really isn't. But for something as cheap as slime, is anyone going to check if parents buy the slime and say, Whew, I'm glad I bought that slime because it was almost sold out. But wait a second. I want to go check to make sure it actually was yeah. almost sold out. No, no one's going to do that, right? So those are reasons. We've got basically no way to tell if it's true. And they've basically got almost no penalty for lying about whether it is or isn't sold out, right? But on the other hand, they get a huge benefit because anytime something says sold out, people are like, oh my gosh, I want this slime. And it's almost sold out. I need to act now. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So they get a big benefit, very little risk to lying about it. So that's why I put it at 30%. So, why do you say 90%? Because there is a chance that it's fake, but then there is a chance that it is not fake. Okay. So you're just saying, so <laughs> wouldn't that be more like a 50% chance then? No. Because you know that it's well, sold out because. Did, um, did your friends ever get any of it? Like, any of the slime? If they did, then... Oh, wait! Guess what? What? So, you know, like, there's, like, the shopping cart thing. Like, when you press something, like, yeah. you buy it, it goes in the shopping cart, right? Right. So, I pressed one that I wanted. I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. I pressed. Uh -huh. So, it was in the shopping cart, right? And then when it said it was sold out, it said I could still buy it in the shopping cart list. Oh, I'm dropping my percentage down to 20%. I'm dropping it to 10%. So anyways, Lavender was very wise at the beginning when she said, how do you know if you're being scammed? And the answer was, you don't. However, that is a process that you can undergo for just about anything. And, you know, a lot of times it's a waste of time because 
I'm not going to buy a medicine and be like, all right, how certain am I that this medicine is real? 99%. Okay, let me run through the possibilities. You know, a lot of times just to save time, you just go ahead and you're like, okay, my confidence is like 98, 99%. I'm not even going to mess with doing this process. Yeah. But when your spidey sense acts up <laughs> and you're unsure, then you're like, okay, what can I use to evaluate whether what this person's saying about a product or whatever is true? You can go to reviews from other people who bought it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that that's definitely when you're just buying a product and you want to know if it's good, reviews are one way. Although I don't have perfect confidence in reviews. I know websites work really hard to make sure those reviews are all true, but on the other hand, people with crummy products work really hard to get fake reviews. <laughs> so oh, they're like always at war because the websites, yeah. like Amazon wants every review to be real and true and, you know, not fake. How do you know that? Because uh, I have high confidence in that. I would say 99% confidence that Amazon wants its reviews to be true and the reason I give it that is because if people start buying things and it seems like the reviews are fake people will lose confidence and Amazon will lose money over time so I don't have high confidence that every review is real but I have high confidence that Amazon is doing everything it can to make sure reviews are real okay okay so wow that was a lot of talk about how we can use a process to discover whether someone is trying to trick us but so then what if you want to be a cat oh a good cat a, a good, good cat. cat okay how can you figure out what people need um by spying on them by observing them. Uh, I, let's call it observing because if you're spying, as in using nefarious ways to watch them, I think you're probably not a good cat. No, I'm definitely a good cat. Okay. You sure about that? Yeah. So you just observe them, you notice their behavior, and you try to figure out what they need. And if you're a good cat, you just kind of try to help them to get what they need out of the goodness of your heart, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay, so then... Beep. Let's wrap up our discussion of the cat and the birds with how are you going to live your life better, having read and thought about this fable. Don't let strangers into your house. Be really wary. Don't be dumb. Okay. And for mine, it's just going to be to don't just be wary, but actually use a process for trying to determine how you can figure out if what someone's saying is true or false. And... You know, it, it, it all depends on the risks to you. If I'm only 50% sure of something and the risk to me is super high, it tells me, <laughs> don't do that thing. Mm -hmm. Don't do whatever that thing is. <laughs> how, many, how many morals in Aesop could be boiled down to, you know this thing, don't do that? <laughs> uh, about, like, uh, 90%. Okay. All right, let's go on to our next topic. Hard questions for Dad. Okay, Rose, why don't you go first? Yay! My question is, what was your favorite movie now and as a kid? Okay, so my favorite movie now is a Japanese movie called Confessions. It's about 10 years old. 
I think it's really well made. It features a lot of excellent Boris music in it. Oh, really? And the theme is pretty complex, so I wouldn't say it's for kids, but regardless, it's very hard to find anyways. Then my favorite movie growing up, that one's really hard. Star Wars I definitely watched about a billion times when I was young. But overall, I probably watched one movie more than Star Wars. Indiana Jones. Wrong. It was The Goonies, which and I think a show that you two like, Stranger Things, definitely tried to get as much Goonies vibe to it as it possibly could. Wasn't there a guy like wasn't um that like what's like Will's mom's like choice like. Uh, the the dad like wasn't he Bob. like Bob wasn't he an original Goonie? Bob was in the Goonies. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah Sh- I got Sean right. Astin. Okay. So my question kind of goes with Rose's question. Ooh. Um, what was your favorite Star Wars movie? So okay. My favorite when I was a kid was probably the first Star Wars. Then this is really challenging because there's definitely been some recent ones that I've liked a lot and I haven't watched them a million times so I really liked Rogue One I really liked The Last Jedi they should make a Mandalorian movie okay our last segment recommendations so this is a show called Mr. Midnight okay tell Uh, us about Mr. Midnight so, Mr. Villa is a pretty scary show. Definitely don't recommend it to three-year-olds. Okay. Well, isn't it like PG? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the rating is very low, but I, I've seen you guys watching it, and the monsters on it are very scary looking. Yeah, there was this one beheaded guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so it is hard, and it is scary, even though it has a low rating, but it also seems pretty cool. It is really cool. Okay. So, my recommendation is a book called The Bone Witch. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Sounds delicious. Oh. oh. <laughs> it's about, like, I haven't finished it yet, but so far it's just about this girl that has powers that isn't like any other one. And mm-hmm. then this old lady comes and tries to teach her like how to like harness the power or whatever is there a bone wizard no (laughs) so you're in the early phases where she's still sort of gaining her powers right now yeah and this is also a young adult novel so probably not going to be suitable for the youngest kids it's also by the same author who made the girl in the well yeah you really you really never have anything for our youngest listeners do you lavender no, there should be a bone witch and a bone wizard who get married, so they have children, so they're very, very good now. I'm almost um, sure that's what happened in the book. Yeah! <laughs> okay, thank you everyone for listening. Bye! Bye! Bye.